Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of Luke's English Podcast. I hope that you're well wherever you are listening to this. If you're perhaps sitting in the comfort of your own home, um, maybe uh, in, in some kind of lovely, comfortable leather armchair next to the fire with uh, perhaps a a glass of wine or brandy or maybe even just a cup of tea in your hand, relaxing by the fireside, listening to the Internet's number one English language learning podcast. That's right, it's Luke's English Podcast. If you're perhaps driving a car somewhere, I know a lot of my listeners listen to this podcast while they're driving. Um, that's probably quite a good way of uh, listening to the podcast. You can focus on, uh, you know, driving uh, along the road, uh, focus on not crashing, and the whole time just uh, let the English uh, kind of go into your ears, into your brain, where they will kind of stay. The English will basically stay there in your head until you need to use it at some point. Um, so, you know, if you are listening to this while you're driving, then be careful, right? Be careful. Uh, you know, just focus, focus mainly on the driving. Um, I know that obviously this is fascinating. The whole podcast thing is, you know, demands your full attention at all times. But if you are driving a car or a motorbike or, or another sort of vehicle, I know maybe you're flying a helicopter uh, or perhaps a plane or, or some sort of boat, um, whatever it is that you're in control of, just be careful, okay? Uh, don't let your concentration wander too far away from the job at hand, which is controlling that large and very dangerous vehicle, uh, which may may contain passengers. I would hate to think, for example, that I was somehow indirectly responsible for some kind of horrific accident, which was caused by someone basically not concentrating on doing something extremely important, like controlling a car full of full of people. Um, that's that's deadly serious. Um, do focus on your safety at all times, even when you're listening to this podcast. That also applies to people who are just walking around in the street. I'd hate to imagine, for example, that you were so focused on listening to this that you perhaps just walked into a lamppost or maybe kind of fell down a manhole cover, something like that. So be careful wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, and and uh, thank you for listening to Luke's English Podcast. Um, I've been overwhelmed recently, really overwhelmed um, by just the number of comments and like emails and things that I've had from people. Uh, the podcast just goes from strength to strength. Even though I'm not doing it as regularly as I used to, um, it's still extremely popular. And um, that's that kind of really motivates me and pushes me to do more of these episodes for you. Um, special extra thank you for people who, uh, of course, send me some money. Um, I do need that money to help me pay for my website. I actually spend um, money on, on the website every month. 
And so um, some kind listeners out there, it's only a tiny, tiny percentage. I know for a fact it's a tiny percentage of the people who actually listen to this will donate some money to help me uh, actually pay for this. So if you're one of those very, very special people, thank you. Um, in all seriousness, um, it, it, it does help me keep making these episodes. I'm a busy person. I've got a full-time job. I've also got various other responsibilities in my life. I'm sure you'll imagine uh, it takes time to do these podcasts and takes effort and energy and love. Uh, so obviously, um, I greatly appreciate it when your thanks is converted into some form of currency um pounds dollars yen uh, euros whatever whatever it is that you're, you're operating in um you know i appreciate your generosity at any time of the day 24 hours a day seven days a week basically any time is a good time to donate money to luke's english podcast i'm not a charity i'm not a charity case of course not no all i'm saying is that uh, money that you send helps it helps to motivate me and it helps me to pay for the website uh, I think that's reasonable, isn't it? That's a reasonable thing to say. But I'm not a charity case. Obviously, I mean, you're wonderful people for listening to this, especially if you if you send me the odd little bit of cash every now and then to help me keep doing it. You're wonderful, wonderful people, and you're doing a very good thing. Um, of course, you could alternatively sort of give that money to charity. You know, if you want to make the world a better place, you could just, you know, send that money to... Uh, Oxfam or you know Save the Children or one of the other many wonderful charities that we have in the world you could do that you could make the world a better place you could save you know a few you know um, dying children uh, to a living or well not living somewhere in the world um, yeah and I realised that I've just you know lowered the tone of this episode already just by mentioning the the children there but um yeah, send your money to charity, ladies and gentlemen. There, are, there are people all over the world who desperately need your help, and um, you know. So it's up to you, really, what you do with your money. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how this has happened. I've ended up talking about very, very serious events in different parts of the world, like floods, um, and uh, that's tragic and, and not to be taken lightly. So I do, I do hope that you appreciate the fact that I've only said that out of out of some kind of humorous attempt you know just an attempt to be funny and, and humorous and it's it's not working is it uh, I expect that most of you listening to this either a don't understand what I'm saying or what I'm talking about or b if you do understand you're probably slightly offended by some of the things I've just said uh, or c you, you're finding it hilariously funny and just light-hearted in which case you're 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 in trouble. You've got serious problems if you find that funny. Okay, I'm just joking, of course. Uh, it's British humour. That's probably the best way to explain what I've just said there in the last five minutes of this podcast. It's British humour. You know, if you don't understand it and if you found it offensive, it's it's just British humour. Okay, right now in this episode, what are we going to do? Well, in the last episode, um, you listened to an interview with. Um, um, Leslie, who I work with, and she's from Scotland, and we talked about the Scottish accent and elements of Scottish culture, and it was all very lovely and wonderful and very interesting and informative and educational, and even a little bit entertaining as well, just as a bonus, just a bit of entertainment there. 
Um, so what I thought I'd do with this episode is is kind of follow that up uh, with a sample of uh, some some English spoken by a Scottish person. So you're going to listen to uh, part of a TV show uh, which I found online, and um, you'll hear uh, genuine kind of Scottish accent being used and. It'll be a great opportunity for you to kind of listen to that uh, and just start to get more aware of the Scottish accent, which is obviously one of the many different accents in English that you will find in the world. Um, this episode's going to focus on Scottish again. Uh, or Scottish. I mean, the, I mean a Scottish accent, uh, specifically someone from Glasgow. Um, so you'll listen to that. Um, so you're going to practice listening. First of all, of course, and uh, raising your awareness of uh, this kind of Scottish accent, uh, Glaswegian accent, and on top of that, you will learn bits of vocabulary um, from the interview, and hopefully, you'll just enjoy it. You'll just enjoy the experience of listening to it, and it'll enrich your life. It'll make you a better person as a result. Um, so, okay then. So that's that's it. That's what you can expect from this podcast. Okay, so first you're going to listen to an interview with a comedian. Uh, his name is Billy Connolly, and he's a very famous, extremely popular comedian here in the UK and in other English-speaking countries in the world. Billy Connolly originally is from Glasgow, and he's got a very typical Glaswegian accent, and um, he's instantly recognisable as a Scottish man. So I think he's got a really you know, good, clear example of a Scottish accent. Also, he's a very funny, entertaining person to listen to. Um, now, the, um, the interview was taken from a television show uh, from probably sometime in the 90s, so it's quite an old clip, but I chose it specifically because I thought it was a good sample of, of the Scottish, or of a Glaswegian uh, uh, accent. Glaswegian means from Glasgow, right? So it's a good sample of a Glaswegian accent, but also because there, in, the, in the show there were three people so you're going to hear three people, um, Billy Connolly, the Scottish comedian, but also the host of the show is a man called Clive James, and he originally is from Australia. He moved to the UK, um, I think probably in his 20s. He came, to, he came to the UK and he studied at university here, at Oxford or Cambridge University, and then he became a famous broadcaster, comedian, journalist. He's the host of the TV show, Clive James. So he's got a slightly Australian accent, which will be, you know, quite interesting for you to listen to as well. So you've got Clive James, Billy Connolly, and the other person is another guest on the show, and his name is David Attenborough. In fact, now he's called Sir David Attenborough, because he's a sir. Um, and David Attenborough is... Um, a broadcaster. He's um, he's basically a kind of national treasure, which means that here in the UK, we everyone loves him, basically. And he's been on TV on the BBC for years and years and years. I mean, he he was on the BBC right at the very beginning when the BBC first started uh, on, in television, and he's been on TV here for years. And I, as a child, remember um, listening to his voice 
on on BBC television programmes from a very early age. And so he's kind of like the voice of the BBC in many ways. He's famous for um, providing commentaries for natural history programmes. Those are programmes about nature, you know, kind of programmes where you watch lions kind of killing zebras or or various other um, programmes about animals or life on Earth. And David Attenborough has got a wonderful voice and he speaks with a very clear kind of um, received pronunciation accent. You know, he uses the Queen's English or BBC English. He's probably the the best example of BBC English. Um, And in this show, you'll hear him kind of in a relaxed um, mood uh, chatting with the other uh, members of the show. Um, but he's got a kind of good example of received pronunciation, I think. Okay, so you're going to listen to that. Um, I'll play it to, to you uh, completely. So just listen to it. Try to understand it. Do your best to understand it. Um, and see if you can identify differences in the accents of the three people involved. So listen to it first. And then afterwards, I will go through the interview little bit by little bit and kind of clarify, explain and highlight various uh, things about the accent, but also bits of vocabulary. Okay, so here we go. Here is the interview. Listen to it. Try to understand it and try to identify features of their accents. Here we go. By the way, the quality is not perfect because it's from an old um, show. So the sound quality isn't perfect. But I think that's good practice for you, because if you can imagine, um, I expect that you'll be using English, uh, in many cases, on the telephone. Um, and the quality, the sound quality on the telephone is never perfect. Uh, so it's, it's good practice for you to listen to English without perfect quality sound, because it's more realistic. I mean, it's very rare for you to listen to someone with perfect quality sound. There's usually some kind of noise going on in the background. Um, okay, so here it is. Here's the clip. Hey, but, uh, how, how do you stay? I mean, here's, here's Billy and I. We both want to know, how do you stay so fit? Young and I'm fit. not fit. Of course you are. I absolutely well, not. Look at you, you're no. immortal. <laughs> how do you do? But what is your exercise program? What I don't do, do anything. You don't? No, certainly not. Certainly not. You wouldn't catch me doing any of these. Everything. You do. You you go up and down the Grand Canyon and all that stuff. Uh, well, yes, but I mean, I also walk to the station. But, but I mean, I don't sort of jog. I don't jog or anything, or do anything extreme. You don't even do that. No. Some of us are fighting fighting our weight all the time. You know. I mean, well, I'm fighting my weight in the no. sense that I know that I'm fatter than I should be. I, I do thirty sit-ups. I mean, the, do <laughs> every week. <laughs> No, I, I can only, I'm, I'm, thinking re, I'm reducing from sort of eight bars of chocolate tonight to mm. six, you know. That's yeah, I, think, I think you're just lucky. What about you, Billy? I cycle. Mm. I go out on my bike. It's a thing, it's a strange thing. I, it was one of the indulgences of, of my adult life. When I was uh, in my early teens, I fancied being a racing cyclist and I had a real shabby bike. And uh, I didn't make it, because I wasn't good enough, basically, but I, I was always out there on, on my bike, and I thought, if I ever make a lot of money, I'm going to buy a real cracker. And a couple of years ago, I did. I bought a real beauty, and I've renewed it ever since, and I, I have got this great joy in cycling now. I like to go fishing, but cycling is where I get 
going round Richmond Park there in my gear, I'm a fancy, I've got all the gear, you see, a real <laughs> poser cyclist, you know, all these <laughs> French words that could be swearing for all I know. <laughs> As I go zapping round Richmond Park, there's deer, look at me like that. Deer, I've got a great sort of upper class way of looking at you, yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're obviously saying, well, why doesn't this guy eat trees? Like Where's he going? Does he know what a tasty trees are? <laughs> the question is, how do you cope with wealth and fame? <laughs> Who are they? I have never been wealthy, ever. I, I am reasonably, if you're skint, I'm wealthier than you. <laughs> but I'm not a wealthy. Wealth and fame is a severe pain, actually. You know, the, the assumption of wealth, that people think, God, you must be worth a million, you, and they spit in your car. It's, it's, they do, they do spit in your car. You know, yeah. <laughs> You get a weird view of the world, you know, every people say your name, they go... <laughs> and some of them go... <laughs> In some cultures, it's a mark of respect. <laughs> okay, now you're probably thinking, ah, oh, that's annoying, because everyone's laughing, uh, I don't understand anything or I don't understand much, or, oh, oh, Luke, for God's sake, the quality's not very good, is it? Now, come on. This is a free podcast. I expected more quality than this. Well, sorry, but that's just the way of the world, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Um, okay, now, you, maybe you didn't understand uh, every single word that they said there. That's fine. That's reasonable. It's, uh, it's probably difficult to understand that. Also, it's from a TV show, and you can't see... Um, what's happening so it's a little bit harder but let me try and explain it for you um, basically essentially uh, they first talk about keeping fit and Clive James says to David Attenborough how do you keep fit how do you stay so fit and David Attenborough says I'm not fit and uh, Clive James says yes you are you go up and down you, you go d up and down the Grand Canyon and things like that you must be fit and then they talk about being fit, and then Billy Connolly talks about how he cycles. He's got a bicycle, and when he was a young lad, he always wanted to buy a bicycle, and now he's an adult. He's bought a really good quality bike, and he's, he wears all of the correct clothing. Uh, he wears kind of um, uh, f cycling clothes with French words on them that he doesn't understand. And he cycles around Richmond Park, which is a big park in London, and when he's cycling around, uh, he sees the deer. A deer is a, an animal, uh, you know, like Bambi, the Disney cartoon, Bambi, that's a deer. And in Richmond Park in London, we have lots of deer. So when Billy Connolly goes cycling around Richmond Park, the deer all look at him. And um, so he was talking about how the deer have a very upper class way of looking at you as if to say, what what's he doing uh you know why doesn't he just eat the trees like everyone else um and that's pretty much it then they start talking about being rich and being wealthy um so let me kind of break it down and play you that interview again bit by bit and i'll explain things in more detail here we go 
David, how how do you stay? I mean, here's, here's Billy and I. We both want to know how do you stay so fit. So, David, uh, how do you stay? Here's Billy and I. We both want to know how do you stay so fit? And David says, "I'm not fit." Yeah, I'm, I'm not fit. Of course you are. I absolutely well, not. Look at you. You're immortal. I'm not fit. Of course you are. Look at you. You're immortal. Immortal means that you can never die. So someone who's immortal basically can never die. So he's just saying that David looks so fit, he looks like he's immortal. He could never die. What is your exercise programme? I don't do anything. What is your exercise programme? I don't do anything. Right? You don't? No, certainly not. Certainly not. wouldn't catch me doing anything. You don't do anything? No, certainly not. No, certainly not. You wouldn't catch me doing any of the... You wouldn't catch me doing any of these things or something like that, OK? You do. You, you go up and down the Grand Canyon and all that stuff. OK, that's Billy Connolly. You do. You go up and down the Grand Canyon and all that. So you go up and down the Grand Canyon and all that. But you can hear the Scottish accent in you do, you do, not you do, but you do, you go up and down the Grand Canyon and all that. In fact, he probably said Grand Canyon with that rolling R sound. Uh, well, yes, but I mean, I also walk to the station, but, but I mean, I don't sort of jog, I don't jog or anything, or I don't think extreme. You don't even do that? David says, well, yes, I, I walk to the station, that kind of thing. But I don't jog or anything. I don't do anything extreme. As if jogging is something extreme. But basically he means that he has an active lifestyle, but he doesn't do actual exercise to keep fit. No. Some of us are fighting, fighting our weight all the time, you know. There you can hear Clive James's Australian accent. Some of us are fighting our weight all the time, you know. So some of us are fighting our weight all the time. But you can hear the t the t and d sound, a bit like American English. Some of us are fighting our weight all the time, you know. So not fighting, but fighting. And not weight, but weighed. Some of us are fighting our weight all the time, you know. Some of us are fighting our weight all the time. Well, I'm fighting my weight in the sense that I know that I'm fatter than I should be. I, I do 30 sit-ups. I mean, do <laughs> Every week. <laughs> So Clive James made a joke. He said, I do 30 sit-ups. And we're all thinking, what, every day? 30 sit-ups a day? I do 30 sit-ups every week. So actually, the joke is that he doesn't really do much exercise. He considers 30 sit-ups a week to be quite a lot. It's quite a funny joke, really. I'm reducing from sort of eight bars of chocolate tonight to six, you know. So here David is being modest and he says, I'm reducing from sort of eight bars of chocolate a night to six. He doesn't mean it, he's just being modest. Yeah, you know, I think you're just lucky. What about you, Billy? I cycle. I go out on my bike. So you can hear the Scottish accent there. He said, I cycle, I go out on my bike. But it sounds like I go out on my bake. I go out on my bake. Like that. My Scottish accent's not very good, but you can hear the difference. It's a thing. It's a strange thing. I. It was one of the indulgences of of my adult life when I was uh, in my early teens. I fancied being a racing cyclist. So he says that um, cycling or having a bike is one of the indulgences of his adult life. 
And then he here he's talking about uh, when he was a young, I think he, when he was a teenager, he always wanted to have a bike. That's basically what, what he's describing here. And I had a real shabby bike. I had a real shabby bike. Uh, I had a real shabby bike. Or I had a real shabby bike, uh, which means I had a really bad quality bike. I had a really cheap, poor quality bike. Yeah, a real shabby bike. And uh, I didn't make it because I wasn't good enough, basically. Saying that he didn't make it because he wasn't good enough, basically. And I didn't make it because I wasn't a good enough, basically. You can hear that I wasn't a, not I wasn't, but I wasn't a good enough. But I, I was always out there on, on my bike. I was, I was always out there on my bike, but it sounds like I was always out there on my bike. Out there on my bike. And I thought, if I ever make a lot of money, I'm going to buy a real cracker. And If I ever make a lot of money... I'm going to go out and buy a real cracker. Uh, he just means if I ever make a lot of money, I'll go and buy a really good bike, a real cracker. And a couple of years ago, I did. I bought a real beauty, and I've renewed it ever since, and I, I have got this great joy in cycling now. I've got this great joy in cycling now. Uh, I've, got, I've got this great joy in cycling, but I've got this great joy. Great. Great. Great joy. I like to go fishing, but cycling is where I get going round Richmond Park there in my gear. Oh, my fancy. I've got other gear. Going round Richmond Park there in my gear, all my fancy gear. Um, going around Richmond Park in all my gear. But it says around, similar to that. Around Richmond Park, uh, around Richmond Park. So around Richmond Park and around Richmond Park. You can hear the... The difference, I hope, around and around. You see a real poser cyclist, you know, all these French words that could be swearing for all. He says he's a poser cyclist. A poser is someone who's sh who likes to show off. So, um, yeah, a show off, a poser. So he's a poser cyclist. He sh he's a show off in all of his kind of expensive cycling clothes. He's got... Um, like French words on his shirts because you know like uh, the best cycling companies are French so they would have French like uh, brand names he's got French words on his clothes and uh, he doesn't know what the French words mean for all he knows they could be swear words you know like rude words on his clothes basically he's saying that he he likes to wear these expensive clothes he's a kind of show-off but he could look like an idiot he might be looking like an idiot with kind of these rude, with, with words in French on his shirt that he doesn't understand. So he's kind of making fun of himself, basically, being a kind of poser. <laughs> As I go zapping round Richmond Park, those deer look at me like that. As he goes zapping round Richmond Park, there are, there's deer looking at me like that. So, um... To go zapping round Richmond Park means to go round Richmond Park really quickly. And he says, there's deer looking at me like that, or there's deer looking at me like that. Right, which there are deer looking at me like that. There's deer looking at me like that. And he here he's kind of um, doing a kind of uh, mime of a deer, like turning its head to look at him as if to say, who's that strange person or what's that strange thing going round the park? Deer have got a great sort of upper class way of looking at you. Yeah. 
Deer have got a great upper class way of looking at you. So deer have got a great upper class way of looking at you. Here he's just making a joke about the way that deer look at you. The way they look at you as if they are very kind of upper class. They kind of look down their nose at you as if to say, oh, who's this stupid fool on a bicycle? They've got a great upper class way of looking at you. It's a bit like the way, you know, the, the queen might look at you. Why doesn't this guy eat trees like everybody else? So why doesn't this guy eat trees? Why doesn't this guy eat trees? Tre trees? I can't roll my R's. Trees. Like that. Where's he going? Does he know what a tasty trees are? <laughs> the question is, how do you cope with wealth and fame? Okay, here Clive James is trying to bring the conversation back to the original question by saying, the question is, how do you, deal, how do you cope with wealth and fame? To cope with something means to kind of deal with it, you know, to manage a difficult thing in your life. How do you cope with wealth and fame? Right? <laughs> I have never been wealthy, ever. I, I am reasonably, if you're skint, I'm wealthier than you. I've never been wealthy. Um, he says, if you're skint, I'm wealthier than you. To be skint means to have no money, to be broke, uh, to have nothing, to have no money, to be skint, right? So he's, he's being modest. I don't believe Billy Connolly. I think he's quite rich because he's very successful uh, as a comedian. So he's being modest. Um, but um, he's saying, I've never been wealthy. If you're skint, I'm wealthier than you, which just means that he's got some money, but he's not wealthy. I don't believe him. I think he's rich myself. <laughs> but I'm not a wealthy... Wealth and fame is a severe pain, actually. Wealth and fame is a severe pain, actually. Uh, it means that wealth and fame are really annoying things, right? They're a real pain in the neck. Um, or a slightly rude version would be a real pain in the ass, or if you're from America, a real pain in the ass, um, an annoying thing, right? A real pain, a pain in the neck, uh, or in America, what is it? A pain in the ass. He's a real pain in the ass. That's my bad American accent. But wealth and fame are a real pain. You know, the, the assumption of wealth the people think, God, you must be worth a million you in the spit in your car. Right, it's talking about the assumption of wealth. That's when people assume that you're wealthy. When people, for example, see Billy Connolly and they assume that he's rich and they go, oh, you must be worth a million you. Not you, but you. And then they spit on your car. To spit is to go, <laughs> you know, like a footballer on a football pitch. To They... they Assume that you're rich and then they spit on your car. They do, they do spit in your car. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, get a weird, you get a weird view of the world, you know, every people say your name, they go. <laughs> He's saying these people have got a weird view of the world. Weird just means strange. So they've got a strange view of the world, a strange way of looking at the world. Um, as if, you know, when you're, if they think you're rich and successful, then they hate you for it, um, which is kind of true in the UK, in a way. We, you often find that uh, very famous or very rich people get quite negative treatment sometimes 
it's not like in America where if you're rich and famous, you're considered to be, you know, great and well done, you've made it. It's the American dream. In, in Britain, if you become rich and famous, then it kind of gives people a reason to hate you. And you see that in the newspapers as well. They often hate the rich and famous people, unfortunately. Some of them go. Subcultures are tobacco respect. So Clive James there says, in some cultures, it's a mark of respect, which is kind of funny. Uh, Billy Connolly is talking about when you know people uh, notice that you're rich and they spit on your car. And Clive James says, in some cultures, it's a mark of respect. So I think he's saying that in some countries, in some parts of the world, spitting on, spitting on someone is a, is a mark of respect. I'm not sure where that's true. Um, let me know if in your country, if spitting on someone is a, a mark of respect. Let me know. I'm not sure which countries that's true in. Obviously, that's all really hilarious. Um, so, th- anyway, there you go. That's a little sample of um, a bit of Scottish accent there for you. I hope that um, you could hear some differences between the way I'd say things and the way he said things. Things like, um, I go out on my bike, which is, I go, I go out on, on my bike. <laughs> now, my Scottish accent's not very good, but that's kind of how it sounds, I guess. Um, I go out on my bike, and I go... Uh, Rune Richmond Park on my bake, things like that. So, okay, there will be more podcasts uh, coming in the future at some point. And so I'm looking at doing episodes about kind of Cockney, London accents, and um, various other accents from around the UK. I've also got some other ideas about, for example, intonation. There's still, I still owe some listeners. Uh, podcasts about intonation, prepositions, phrasal verbs, and lots of other things. So as soon as I get the time and the chance, I will be recording more things. I'm also, I've got a new video camera for Christmas, and I'll be going into the centre of London at some point soon to interview people again, to get some more answers to various questions, which I think would be interesting for you learners of English out there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, you know, good luck with uh, learning this crazy language and all the crazy accents that um, come with it. And uh, have a very nice day, have a very nice morning, have a very nice night, and I hope that you're driving safely and that you're walking walking safely as well. And um, have a very nice time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for donating. Thank you for keeping this podcast alive. And uh, that's it from me. Thank you very much. Bye, 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 bye. Actually, that's not it. That's not the end, because I've just realised... Um, for that episode you're probably thinking I need a tape script I need to have a tape script for that well um, I'm going to leave that open to um, any listeners out there who would like to uh, try and transcribe that interview I know it's difficult trust me I do it every time and it's pretty hard now in the last episode I had some very very generous um, um, people listeners out there who actually transcribed the last interview and I'm very, very grateful uh, to you indeed for doing that. So if someone would like to transcribe the interview um, that you listened to today um, and email it to me, that would be very much appreciated. My email address is Luke Teacher. That's L-U-K-E-T-E-A-C-H-E-R at Hotmail.com. And uh, 
I'm sure that if you did that, it would be very, very useful for you because you would listen to the uh, recording very, very clearly, very closely in order to transcribe it. And then it would be also very useful to other learners of English out there in the world. So uh, do transcribe it and send it to me and then I will post it on the website for everyone to use. Thank you very much. Have a lovely time. Bye, 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 bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.